Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And uh, I'm so excited to be here with you, my, my wife, my oh, best thank friend, you, hon. to talk about another chapter of medical history. Yes. Um, I, I am going to have to like take several runs on the name of this episode because while I have practiced saying it repeatedly, for some reason this is a word that like... My brain cannot hold on. You know, sometimes there's a word you know how to pronounce, but then every time you go to pronounce it, it just gets mushy in there. When I was a kid, until I was about 15, I couldn't reliably say mischief. It would always come out as mischief. <laughs> I didn't have to say the word mischief a lot. I mean, if you think about it, you probably haven't said it much. Honestly, me telling this story is the most I've said it in a few years. But mischief? Mischief. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm You've back. lost it again. I'm back. Look at the, can you see the title of my notes? Do you see the title? Um, How would you say that? See, because every time I look at it, I have to say it in my head three times before I say it out loud. Let me see what wild way you've decided to share documents with me currently. I just shared it with you on Google Drive. Anthroposophy. Anthroposophy. Yeah, that's it. Oh, man, I don't have my. Anthroposophy. 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 Yeah. My my my. I, I want a vuvuzela that was I, great when I had a rare success. I want to I want to like sometimes I get started the wrong with the wrong like um, I, I say anthroposophy and that's not right. Well, do, yeah, no, you want to say no anthropos- anthrop- anthroposophy. That's what that's what I've almost said several times. But I'm like, no, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's not what it is. <laughs> For some reason, it's just not. I'm gonna work on it though because I have to say it a few times in this yeah. episode. Thank you, Hannah, for um both blessing and cursing me with <laughs> this topic because it's very interesting, even if it's hard to say. I've never heard this word before no, I received this neither. email about it. It feels like it's not the hardware place, right? The Or the clothes. Anthropology? Yes. No, it is not anthropology. I was thinking restoration hardware, not anthropology, because I always see the, those are, <laughs> that's how I know that I'm in a fancy city. If I go to their mall and I'm like, whoa, anthropology and restoration hardware? Look at me. Look at look my I made it. <laughs> I don't know what either of them do. I don't the know. The restoration hardware had clothes. It's, I wouldn't have been surprised. It's far away from our mall where we have that one store that has all those t-shirts out front with guns on them. <coughs> I don't know what they sell there other than t-shirts with guns on them. We used to have a them. great shop called Excalibur that was all Oh man. Excalibur was all swords and glass figurines. Uh-huh. It was amazing. And sometimes things made out of like metal, like yeah. you know, like hammered metal. Hammered metal. Dragons. 
It was a cool Crystals. store. It was scary though. You walk in, it was one of those stores where I would walk in and like hold my hands together. Before, yeah, do the kid and like, like make myself real small just so I don't bump into anything. Yeah. But really pretty. God, I'm glad we don't have that store anymore. Can you imagine how much A, our kids would want to go in there and B, they would, would break rack everything. up and damages? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I want to say like, I'm going to talk a lot about this. Okay. What anthroposophy is and and how it relates to medicine. This is this is a, a wide ranging sort of concept, like okay. philosophical um, under understanding of the world. It's okay. like a whole sort of system of understanding. It is a, to use this useful word, that we're reclaiming a, a holistic approach yes. to education. To everything. To oh. the way we think, to the way we treat each other, to the way we, our social movements, to science, to politics, to government, to education, to medicine. And that's the, th- that's the thing we'll focus in on is like anthroposophical medicine because that is one branch of it. Um, but like I just want to start off with since I'm going to be talking about how the medicine is considered pseudoscientific and not based in an actual like evidence-based understanding of diagnosis and treatment. Pretty presumptuous considering the episode has just started, Sydney. Let's wait to find out. Well, it's not. But <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, it's just not, and I oh, I feel like it's important to preface with that. I'm going to talk you through the different ideas about it, but like, it's not. Um, I don't have a problem with people who sit around and think and talk about this stuff. Like, I think it's interesting. I used to do it a lot before we had children. You mean like philosophers? <laughs> yeah, who mm. like? Uh, but this is beyond just philosophy. Like, obviously, it's philosophy, but it's it. It's like applied philosophy, Nothing's right? Nothing's bigger than philosophy, Sydney. Ph- philosophy is the superstructure under which all other uh, constructs exist. But, like, this is beyond just, like, putting that, like, talking about that construct. It's like, how can I apply that to specific areas of actual life? You're saying it's applied. It's yes, applied, it's applied it's philosophy. Applied, applied philosophy. So that's what that's what you're doing with you know this. It's, it's not just about like because like in college we all would like sit around and talk about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But like we didn't do anything with any of that. No, you just thought about it and drank about it. Yes, and then moved on. Yeah, and felt really smart yeah. <laughs> for like five minutes. Um, so you, I love until that. You grow up and you're like, hey, wait, none of that was anything. And, oh no, and that's certainly. Not always, but in many ways, how we move things forward, right? Mm-hmm. We sit and we think and we talk and we think and we think and we think, and yeah. then all of a sudden we start seeing things differently, especially if you're effective at communicating and spreading those ideas. So I don't have any problem with any of that. Um, the problem the problem lies when you get that sort of like new worldview and you decide that you can apply it to everything, including something like mm. medicine or healthcare. Like, oh, well, I'm just going to completely, without any medical expertise whatsoever, revamp medicine because I thought about it enough and it's different now. (laughs) That's, that doesn't work as well. Um, So I want to talk about Rudolf Steiner. Mm. Uh, If you've heard this name at all, which a lot of people aren't as familiar with Rudolf, I wasn't, Rudolf Steiner, it is probably because you are familiar with or attended perhaps a Waldorf school. Uh, I no. Do you know anything about Waldorf school schools? No. Is it is unless the old Huntington High or the new Huntington High are Waldorf schools? They are not. Those are the two that I went to. So the map that I saw showed no Waldorf schools in West Virginia. That is shocking. <laughs> we don't have any Jack in the Boxes. We don't have any Restoration Hardwares, and now this. They're they're pretty elite 
um, like private schools. Hardware and anthropology. <laughs> they, uh, there is tuition involved, obviously. These are not public schools. These are private schools, at, at least in this country. Now, I don't know. There are a lot more of them when you go overseas in like Germany specifically. There are tons of them. Mm. And so I don't know if maybe there's a different, obviously, the U.S. has decided that you have to pay for anything that is a basic necessity, right. <laughs> including education and healthcare and all that. So, um, we uh, so there, it might be different if you go outside of this country, but at least in the U.S., it's a pretty it's pretty posh. Like if you're going to go there, you got to have some money. Yep. I think there are probably scholarships. Most of these places have them, but generally speaking, it's going to be something that more like wealthy, and especially if you're more um, left leaning is usually the association, more liberal, somewhat artsy or in tune with, like, all of the the, the other parts of even artsy, education. Artsy. No, like, dance, music, art, things that are great. I support all this. We should all, all our kids should have access to this. But, like, all of that is incorporated into it. And then there's extra stuff that I don't know that everybody would know about. Like, you hear Waldorf school and you think, oh, Tony private school. But it's more than that. Um, it's an entirely, like, unique system of education. Mm-hmm. It's mainly in, like, sort of uh, the New England area and then out uh, on the you're West working, Coast. There are ones throughout the South and other parts of the country, obviously none in West Virginia. You're, but you're Okay, Sydney, I, as your husband and your mm-hmm. co-host, you're working really admirably hard to not be classist right now with your language, and I want to say I celebrate you and I support you. Literally everyone that can hear your voice right now knows exactly the human being we're talking about. No question could pick them out of a lineup of a thousand people. We know exactly the human being that is going to this. A school. lot of uh, – there are a lot of like um, – they have a, a lot of alumni that are famous. Mm. So mm. you can look up lists if you feel so inclined. I don't want to call people out for going to a fancy school any more than I would call somebody out for not going to a fancy school. Um, and it doesn't matter if you were, say, on a break or not on a break <laughs> anytime you went to this school. So what is, what is anthroposophy? Um, because that's what – wait, wait, anth- Anthroposophy. That is what this, like, educational philosophy at the Waldorf schools is built upon and then this medicinal, medicinal, medical – Now it's – Pseudoscientific it's, medical it's theory. Spreading. <laughs> it is a view of human nature that's – it. they call it, like, a spiritual science. So the idea is, like, okay, I can perceive – um, that I can perceive this thing. In, I can perceive you with my eyes because of sight. Like I see you. Okay. My eyes are seeing you. I'm perceiving you. I can perceive this coffee I'm drinking through my taste. Okay. The idea is like we are thinking about things is another perception. You can perceive ideas and the spiritual world and human potential through thinking. Thinking is another sense. It is, I okay. mean, it, it's like, a scientific approach to the spiritual world. Okay. And it has to do with sort of expanding what we can sense and observe as humans. Okay. Like unlimited potential of sensation and observation into the spiritual realm. So this is using a scientific I mean, sort of approach. You are describing ESP, right? Like that's what you mean, right? It's extrasensory perception. I, you're, I, you're perceiving well, things that you could not with your five senses, six of your Spider Man. It, yes, yes. It is a way of— Six, if you're the kid from Signs. It is a way of connecting oh, sorry, our— sorry, the kid from Signs. I can't believe I'm missing the name of the movie that has the six cents right in it. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. It, it is a way of connecting the scientific and spiritual world. It's like, let's just fuse it all together and say, you know, we don't have to— Like, b- belief is part of it, but through that belief, you are you are actually experiencing the sp- yes, spiritual your world. your thoughts have an impact. Your thoughts are not mere— 
neurons pro- firing. Yes, that like, like yeah. we have a power that emanates from us that is stronger than just um, the physical. Okay. Or the or the observable with the naked eye, I that gotcha. kind of thing. Does yes. that make sense? Yes, okay, I understand. Rudolf Steiner uh, was from Austria. He lived from 1861 to 1925. He was the one who developed the field. He was a real Renaissance sort of guy, had an interest in art, music, dance, theater, uh, social activism, architecture, like he designed buildings. Um, he was an occultist. He uh, like saw a ghost once when he was young. Nice. And felt that he was clairvoyant. He felt that clairvoyance is part of this, this, again, perception of the world that is beyond what we think we can perceive. Um, he did get a doctorate in philosophy. So yes, obviously philosophy is part of this, but he studied sort of everything and did a lot of writing and editing and lecturing, um, which I guess is what you do if you're a philosopher, right? Right. I mean, edit, I lecture. mean it, it ain't shovel coal. <laughs> um, he ended up lecturing to the Theosophical Society, which I think I've mentioned briefly in a different episode when we were talking about therapeutic touch. Mm. I think we mentioned that with Draws. Sounds, sounds familiar with yeah, Draws. Yeah, we did. Draws was into therapeutic touch. Um, and uh, one of the presidents of the Theosophical Society developed therapeutic touch. And many, many years later, Draws would be into it. But that's a diff- that's another episode. We've already done that. Um, he went and lectured to them. And uh, he, he liked their whole thing which the Theosophical Society had to do with, like, living in harmony and reaching the apex of human potential. Similar kind of ideas, but without this sort of, like, and now let's make it a science and change the world with Mm. it kind of thing. Like, it's more like let's come together harmoniously and be our best selves as opposed to now let's develop a new system of farming and medicine. Okay, I'm into that. Which he's going to do. Makes sense. So you're unlocking your spiritual potential. This all sounds very... I don't know. I feel like the secret eventually arrives in this narrative. It doesn't, but like I mean, it feels yeah, that way, yeah. right? I mean, um, what you're a lot of what you're talking about parallels like law of attraction and and the secret pretty pretty closely. Mm-hmm. This it's, idea that your your thoughts can like shape the external world. It's very similar. It's very similar, and it's very individualistic. This focus on oneself as a spiritual being, mm-hmm. and and all that. I mean that that's very much part of it. Um, although at the same time, Rudolf Steiner would would say that like the ultimate goal is for what I do to be shared with my community and what others do to be shared with me. Like you are a member of a society. Like mm-hmm. it is not wholly divorced from society. Okay. Um, but anyway, he wanted to put his own spin his own spin on it. Like he liked that sort of thing, but he was like, I, I got some other ideas. So in 1912, <laughs> I got my own twisted point of view. <laughs> he formed the anthrop the Anthroposophical Society. It, it became pretty popular, despite the fact with that with local jocks <laughs> just said, like, "Come on, wedgies are plenty, guys. Come on in." <laughs> so a lot of people joined this. A lot of people liked this movement. Um, we are like now in Germany, and we're moving into like the 1920s. Uh-oh. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because, like, my understanding when I first heard about Rudolf Steiner is that he was somehow connected mm-hmm. to the Nazis. Um, but it's it's really convoluted. The Anthroposophical Society was definitely banned under Nazi rule. Like, definitely not okay with their sort of, like, did not meet their worldview. And Rudolf Steiner did— um, like reject and denounce anti-Semitism, mm. 
but it's real complicated because it was they were largely left un like unbothered by the Nazis, even though they were they were banned, but like also mm. sort of allowed to continue to exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there were some Nazis who were very much like in favor of anthroposophy and like the Waldorf schools especially that would arise. So it's a really convoluted sort of connection there. Yeah. Um, uh, here is the – so I, I feel like that's worth mentioning because there's a lot of talk about that. And certainly – and I have not read everything Rudolf Steiner wrote. I cannot <laughs> do that for this podcast. But there were – as much as he rejected anti-Semitism, there seemed to be a concurrent idea that everybody should, should sort of assimilate into the same worldview. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, we should live in harmony and we shouldn't harm each other. But at the same time, we should all be the same. Mm-hmm. Which is not not. It has to. Yeah. It, it's very much. I don't see color. It that's the yeah, very the that's the mind. ring that I got to this. Is like we are shaped by our race or our religion or where we're from, but it is not. And it so it is part of us. And like the like the color of our skin may have something to do with the resonance of like our spirit or something. Our spiritual evolution through time. All this weird stuff. But at the end of the day, none of it mattered because we're all the same. Right. Which is. We now it, know is not like a great it, way to it, approach diversity. Like I don't see on color. That great that's a, American that's a melting problem. pot kind of thing where it's like you see these images of people coming in in native outfits and then like they're native to their their country where yeah. they came from. And then you know they have you ever seen these demonstrations that they used to have that where people would like literally walk into like a big melting pot mm-hmm. and then they'd walk out and they'd be dressed like a white dude in a business suit. It's like look, we're all we're all the same. We're all the as same. In we all look like. Yeah, a white dude in a business suit. Abandon yeah. everything that makes you you and just get on board. Yeah, and it, I mean, so it's it's very much that that very deeply problematic. I don't see color. We are all the same, you right. know, sort of worldview as opposed to recognizing our differences and and celebrating each unique individual for those differences. That kind of thing. Anyway, um, I wanted. Now focus on just the medical part of it. Oh, good. Okay, just okay. The, the the medical system that would be developed by this. But before I do that, I'm just looking at you with anticipation. Let's go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, 
you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. I'm Jesse Thorne. On the next Bullseye, our annual Halloween Spectacular. We'll interview Anna Fabrega from Los Spookies, Monet Exchange from Drag Race, and the great R.L. Stein, creator of Goosebumps. You know, I don't really get too deep into the real fears. It's a lot safer to do a dummy coming to life. That's on the next Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? So here is the breakdown on the medical end of things, because as I said, like there were a lot of different fields that would be developed from anthroposophy. One was a medicinal branch. Mm -hmm. So the belief is that the human is formed by four forces. There's like the physical. Wind, (laughs) water, fire. There's the physical force, which is like your cells. Okay. There's growth forces. And like think about this in different. So like physical forces are what bring an object together. Okay. Right? Cells or atoms or whatever. 
the structure of something. Okay. There is the growth force, which like this would be like a plant. So a plant has a physical force and a growth force. It lives, it grows. Okay. It changes, right? Okay. Then there's the next thing, which is like uh, what we would think of as the soul. Okay. Something that um, interacts with the other two forces and it gives us like sensory and motor and nervous systems and all that. So like animals have this. We have this. Animals have this too, right? So it's that's what differentiates an animal from a plant in this sort of structure. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then finally you get to the spirit. Ooh. And the spirit is what makes us human and it's the capacity for like reflective thinking. Okay. So we have these four formative forces that make a human. So we got life, growth, <clears throat> spirit, and soul. And soul. Yeah. Okay. Um and then there is the threefold model of human constitution <laughs> which interacts with these four forces. Okay. So you have to understand these sets of ideas and how they interact to understand the human body. Okay. Uh and beyond. I shouldn't just say the body. And beyond. The human entity. Uh these three subsystems um, are basically that you can kind of think of them as in different parts of the body. There's the nerve sense system, which is like sort of your head, brain, nervous system kind of thing. Okay. Um, but but not just physical. Again, like it's beyond that. It's your sense. It's everything that senses the world around you, thinking and feeling and being and mm -hmm. all that. There is the motor metabolic system, which is in your arms and legs, which is what like makes you move and like function. And then there is the rhythmic system, which is what we think of like breathing and circulation, Stuff that and sort of without your and it and and it connects us all. What's that called? The the parts the things that don't require conscious thought to do. There's a medical term for like breathing autonomic. And, yeah, is that what you're thinking? What yeah. Um, so yes, and um, all of these force the four forces interact differently with the three subsystems. So like. For instance, in the nerve sense system, so you think of your brain and your feeling and your thinking and all that, mm -hmm. um, the physical and growth forces are very separate from the spirit and the soul, mm -hmm. okay? Okay. That allows us to move beyond the physical yes. and perceive of that which we cannot see yes. but yes. can understand through the power of thought. <laughs> sight beyond sight. Lino, <laughs> yes. There is the... Um, when we talk about like the motor motor metabolic system, um, it's very they're very closely tied because the things that we are moving and interacting with and sensing and seeing and spirit and like all of that stuff, it has to do with like I think about moving my arm, my arm moves. Okay, it's very entwined, right? Okay, yes. And then when you get to the rhythmic system, it's a fluctuation. So like breathing and circulation, it changes how entwined those things are depending on what you're doing. Hmm. Are you riding a bicycle and so you're moving quickly, so your breathing and circulation is very much tied to the physical movement and the physical world and it's all connected and what you're sensing in that moment? Or are you breathing faster or is your blood pumping faster because of you've interacted with something that scared you or made you excited okay. or you've had a revelation of some sort? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. All of that is how you... So if you see the body in this term, that's how you come up with like, what is pathology then? What causes disease? And from that, you derive treatments. Okay. So it's a totally different way than like, I mean, it, it mirrors some of the ways we look at the human body in, you know, allopathic, osteopathic, more traditional medicine systems. 
but it's not it the same. Obviously, of, it has a little bit of humor's flavor. To it, it does. It, right? Well, I mean, it it pulls in pseudoscientific and, and occultist thinking. I mean, like that was part of what he thought. Like he he believed he could sense ghosts. That's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> is the is the thought that like Justin, you too could see a ghost. You serious, Clark? <laughs> like it's not just a gift in the sense that he understood time. That's what he said. Even at 15 years old, he fully understood time that's as a concept. Cool. That's cool. And so he was able to be clairvoyant because he had already developed a full understanding of time. If, Justin, you could ever master a full understanding of time, you too could be clairvoyant. Man, are you telling me that the Edge, <laughs> Bono, the whole gang could be clairvoyant? If I Wait, are you saying if I put the work into understanding time, mm -hmm. then Bono and the Edge and all of them could be clairvoyant? Oh, I get what you just did there. He just made a pun because I said you too. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, why is Bono in this? It feels kind of Bono. If I mean, like, it all feel like this. Bono may be into some of this. I don't know. <laughs> it, it feels like a U2 song sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, no, that's no shade on Bono. I don't, I don't have beef with Bono or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway. He seems so, uniquely bono just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, My read on him is that he's extremely bono. <laughs> Almost irrepressibly bono. Relentlessly bono. So, basically, when these systems get out of whack, you get sick. When the interactions between these four formative forces and the three subsystems are out of balance, when something is too deeply intertwined or too disconnected, then you get sick. And so, in order to fix that, it's like, it's not just... You know, you have hypothyroidism. Here is a medication that will increase the amount of active thyroid hormone in your blood. Like it's that it's no, it's nothing that pragmatic. It's tough to treat if it's so it's, amorphous, right? Yes, it's it's it's, uh, it's a multimodal therapeutic system that we will apply to your entire person in order to allow you to heal yourself. Mm. We will we will regulate your systems, and that will heal yourself. Okay. Okay, so it's not a cure all. It's a whole system of medicine. It's you it's, don't you don't go and get like the anthroposophic pill. You go to a doctor who practices this or a nurse who's been trained in this or a hospital that just does this or a clinic that just does this. So it's or like, it's it's integrated into not, some not all cure all diseases, cure, cure all body. Cure the whole body. Yes. Okay. In order to, well, it's in order to allow you to cure yourself. Okay. Yes, of course. At the end of the day, you have to have the will and the responsibility of doing it, but we will give you the tools that will allow you to. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, every time I say this stuff, I get mad at myself. <laughs> I'm going to give you, I mean, listen to me. I'm going to give you the tools that will allow you to take control of your health. I mean, you hear it. Gosh. People say we live, what, 70, 80 years? That's wrong. <laughs> you hear this echoed in Expand so much pseudoscience today. Ugh. Anyway. So they, they do use some, and like I said, the, some of this has been integrated into, into hospitals the way we think of them in, like, mm -hmm. traditional medicine. Right. Um, and then some of these are freestanding sort of things. So it's right. either an alternative medicine, a complementary medicine. It is regarded as pseudoscientific because it's not based on evidence or studies or rigorous clinical research. Or Just sort of a philosophy that has been put into a medical field. Okay. Uh, they use some, what we, what I would think of as like actual medicine, like traditional medicine, you know, things that were tested and trialed that can be part of it. I'm not saying they would never give you an antibiotic. They might, 
that that could be part of it. Um, but then they also have their own pharmacopoeia, which has like herbal medicines, some um, uh, homeopathic remedies are part of what they do. They develop their own sort of medicines derived like from a specific mineral or a plant, and they can be compounded in mass. Like, I need the thing that's compounded for this disorder. Or you can ask specifically, like, my patient has this, this, and this, so I need you to compound this substance and this substance and this substance, put it all together and give it to them to take as a tincture or apply to- on their skin or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Do like a compress, poultice, if you will. <laughs> um, again, you're you're looking at the whole... Um, when you do these like med- these herbal medicines, it, a lot of the times, okay, so we know that we get medicines from plants. There, We've talked about it on the show, medicines that were derived from plants. Sure. Yeah. Digitalis, foxglove. We've talked about this stuff. However, we've what we do is we isolate the active ingredient. Mm-hmm. What's the thing that's causing the effect? And we put that into the medicine, right? Right. You don't, that's why we don't tell you like you need digitalis, go eat this flower. We give you a pill. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they believe that, like, it's the whole plant, not just the active ingredient that can provide the benefit. So we would never just remove the active ingredient and give it to you like a medicine. Um, You need to consider the entire thing and whether or not it contains the formative forces that Mm, you need for your condition alongside the quote-unquote active ingredient, which they would argue is, like, only – only a piece of it. Active implies it's the thing that's acting, whereas the whole thing is acting. So you don't want to just, like, treat something with a coconut. You want to consider the coconut. Consider <laughs> well, its leaves. Well, <laughs> you have to consider whether the coconut has the right forces along with whatever active ingredient might be inside it. Okay. Because maybe it is not the appropriate delivery mechanism right. for what you're trying to do. Maybe it's a bounty bar. I mean, you don't know. Lemon and quince are good for allergic rhinitis, oh. like a runny nose from allergies. Good to know. Because of not just whatever active ingredient they're talking about, like, I don't know, because they're citrus. I don't know. They're also talking about how their um, their formative forces are good for allergies because they counter the type of formative forces that cause allergies. You want to counter them. It's a little different than homeopathy where like cures like. Now you're countering forces. Although sometimes they are homeopathic. So, so also – <laughs> Also, mistletoe treats tumors. There's no more information I have on that other than that sort of. I mean, that's huge, though. Yeah, it doesn't. But But what if it did? (laughs) Beyond, like, these sort of compounded specialized medicines, there's also, like, there's specialized nursing training you can go through. That's a big focus of it is, like, as a a nurse is not just tasked with what they consider, like, the exterior of the patient, Mm -hmm. which would be, like, cleaning, helping your patient get cleaned up, Mm -hmm. um, you know, giving them an IV, making sure a wound is bandaged, like, the outside. But that a nurse is tasked with the interior of the human as well. And so, like, you need to be considering their soul and their spirit and caring for those things at the same time, which I would argue— you're kind of doing already. Sure, right. I, I don't think we ever look at nurses and say, could you go take care of that patient's soul for me? Right, but they do. But they do. But they I do, mean, when right, you are being, you know, kind and caring and compassionate, I think this is just a more rigorous way of applying that. Did you get any sort of read on, like, um, psychotherapy and psychiatry? Like, mm, it, I'm going to get there. That's a big focus for, I know, other groups that may or may not be in any way similar to this. I, I know where you're going. Okay, I had the same thought. Um, I, I will get to psychotherapy. That okay. is a piece of it. Uh, so um, there's also art therapy, music therapy can be part of it. These are all like 
if you go to a hospital where they practice anthroposophy, those would be part of it. Okay. Um, some special things just for this is Eurythmy, which is a set of exercises that you do. Like they give you these movements. You get like 12 to 15 treatments with an instructor. Each one is 30 to 45 minutes. And then you have to do the movements yourself. Um, they're movements that are related to sounds of vowels or consonants, sometimes musical uh, intervals, and sometimes soul gestures. And you can do them in groups or singly. I think they do this at, Wal at Waldorf schools, I believe. This is part of what they do at a Waldorf school, are these movements where you, like, visualize the sound of words. I, I think it's also where they got the name for the Eurythmics. Really? I mean, because— Well, I, it makes sense. I, I Googled Eurythmics, and the first hit is, is your, your, Eurythmy. You move your body to the sounds of words or intervals. All right. Um, and very, like, pre— like, they tell you exactly what to do. The, the movement's already decided. You don't just do what you want to do. They tell you how to move your body. Um, there's also rhythmic massage, which is kind of like massage, <laughs> except <laughs> they're balancing polarities and regulating systems. They say that they use the grip and touch method. <laughs> I tried that. <laughs> yeah, let's stop there. They It can treat your soul and spirit as well as your body. Um, and, and, of course, with a lot of these things, they'll say, and because we use these rhythmic methods and not just regular massage, it can be used for asthma or angina or... Dege degenerative diseases of the nervous system, Yikes. tumors, um, psychiatry, and special needs. Okay, yeah. There's also specialized psychotherapy. So that is an entire branch of it where it's, I couldn't get into like, what actually are you doing? A lot of it were case studies. Like you can reach, you can read these case studies where we applied this. And then mm -hmm. it's like scientific research is ongoing meaning we don't have any studies. We have some, like, cases we can tell you about, mm. which are also called anecdotes. Um, but, like, basically, you apply the principles of the formative forces and the subsystems along with life after death and life before birth and the fact that our life has cycles of seven years and every seven years is, like, a different stage of life that we must address and adjust to. And you use all of that and then talk to people about it. I keep imagining you at like a party and you're by yourself and people wander up and you're just like, so anyway, where was I? Right. Okay. So the, the body has an energy that you. <laughs> <laughs> Steiner also developed in addition to this. Um, and I should say like he laid the groundwork for all this. A lot of people since then have built upon this work and developed all of these very codified sort of systems. And like there's tons of what well, there's uh, over 1200 Waldorf schools. There's, quite a few hospitals and clinics and doctors and nurses pr who practice this kind of medicine. And they Unnerving. may do it They may do it in conjunction with, like, you get a traditional medical degree and then do this too. Um, I actually think for some of these, like, for, for the psychotherapy, I think you have to go to e either become a psychologist or psychiatrist to then get this training on top of it and do it. Mm -hmm. and so in that sense, I would say, and especially when you look at, like, Germany is, is very— um, into homeopathic medicine more so than a lot of other countries. Mm -hmm. And so they regulate it more. Whereas here, like you just throw these homeopathic things up on the shelf next to actual medicine yeah. and just sort of sell it all together. I think it's a little more codified there. And so this would probably also be more codified in Germany than you would necessarily see in the U.S. where we just kind of throw things at the wall and see right. what sticks. Um, he developed biodynamic farming, which was sort of like organic farming, except... 
Also, you put these special compounds in the soil that would balance life forces of the organism that is the farm and stuff. So there were principles that are applied today in organic farming, but then there were also some like pseudoscientific occultist thought to that. Obviously, the Waldorf Waldorf schools, um, which were named that because uh, Emil Molt invited him to come lecture to his workers at the Waldorf Waldorf Astoria cigarette factory in 1919. And mm-hmm. after that, the Waldorf School was developed, named for that. Mm-hmm. That's why it's named that. Um, and and Rudolf Hess was a big patron of these schools. There's the That's part of the tie-in to the Nazism uh, thing. Okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, this med- medicinal field, whatever you think about <laughs> I can tell it pains you to say that. Whatever you feel about anthroposophy, the idea that you can sense the spiritual through thinking, I don't know. I mean, if that helps you in your day-to-day life. Hey, go for it, I have no problem with, like, you have some weird ideas, Justin, and I love you very much. And if they serve you well, I'm not going to criticize you for them. Wow. That's, like, the most general (laughs) thing to say about a human being that's also extremely damning. You have some unconventional beliefs that we're not going to dig into on the podcast right now. I don't mean anything bad. Give me one example. I don't know. I'm not Go gonna. On. I don't want to share your weird ideas with you. The just want to allude to them. <laughs> you want to share weird ideas. Too. We all have weird things that we, you know, we all have our own our own thing, and that's okay. I don't mind that. And if if you find like a system of thinking and believing that helps you live a happy, healthy life where you do good and no harm, I think that's great. I think the problem is that this sounds to me like a, f- a philosophical system that was sort of crammed into a medical structure without any evidence for any of it. There's no, I mean, like all of this, I don't have any clinical studies or like anything to tell you that any of this works. I don't know if your rhythm works. I don't know if rhythmic massage works. All these medicines that they're talking about, I couldn't even find lists of them easily anywhere because um, it sounds like it's very like individual. Yeah. And and I think the problem is that that's very seductive to patients, the yeah. idea that your treatment plan is individual to you. Yes. Um, we all want that. We all want to think that our our you know provider is looking at us as a unique human and trying to find what works best for us. Yes. Um, but there are limits to that. Sometimes you need this kind of medicine for this condition and it doesn't really matter who you are. Now, how can we best help you live with that and take that treatment and monitor that treatment and what's the best delivery method, all that might change from person to person, but it doesn't change basic science underneath it. Um, And the two can live together, not necessarily in this way. But anyway, thank you, Hannah, for telling me about, I've never heard of this. And there are hospitals where they just do this. Are they clearly labeled? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're clearly labeled. And then I think that there's also like integrative medicine systems. So if you go somewhere where they're like, we practice integrative medicine, I'm not saying this is the kind of thing they're integrating, but this is one of those like alternative medical systems that you might toss in there with conventional medicine. And I don't know. You can always ask though. Yeah, just... Tell them you prefer medicine, medicine, if they do that kind. Just, you'd like that kind of medicine. Please. As far as I can tell, if you want to avoid this, you can come to West Virginia. <laughs> hey, right? Hey, <laughs> number 50th in a lot of stats, including representation of anthroposophy. Or Waldorf schools. We don't we don't have those either. So, Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. We hope you learned a little something. Um, thanks to the taxpayers for the use of their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. 
And uh, thanks to you for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a good one. That's going to do it for us for this week. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fund.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.